Don't be gay. Listen to what we say. Don't be gay. We're straight. <laughs> no way. Don't be gay. Queer culture every day. Don't be gay. We're doing it our way. The rumors are true. I'm a homophobe. We are hot, hotter than a stove. Being queer ain't no other way. Not a face. We are here to stay. Don't be gay. gay. Oh, yeah. Don't be gay. gay. You okay. heard us. Don't be Hello there, everyone, and welcome back to the Don't Be Gay podcast, the hilarious podcast where myself, Sean Banks, and me, Josh Ham, two queer, funny, delusional icons talk about everything and break down the queer psyche one topic and one episode at a time. And we are here again at the lovely Lincoln Lodge recording. I feel like we've never given real props to the person that is like really working hard behind the scenes. Our our producer. Okay. 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 We said working, not existing. Um, No, but for real, like Christine, our producer, you know, we like she puts in so much work and y'all can't see her, but she's putting in so much work. So we just want to give like an amazing little mini round of applause yeah, to Christine, sure. the producer. Amazing producer. If I said some flowers, yeah. oh my gosh. But yeah, so thanks She's for She's applied to us with all the white claws. And I honestly, you know. I was going to say, like, I hope when we post these on, like, the TikToks and the reels <laughs> and stuff like that, that white claw sees this. And, and blocks us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That, you know what, it's fine. Whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> you know, we're talking about social media today, so, you know, we'll talk about the blockings. But before yeah. we get into that, Josh, how have you been? I've been pretty good. Um, this past Last week, I did, like, one show at I.O. Theater. How was that? It was cute. They were, like, close for, like, literally, like, two years because of, like, pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they reopened. It's, like, really big. I didn't, like, expect it to be, like, that big. Okay. It's, like, two floors, I think. And, yeah. I've never been because, as many people know, I moved here in 2020. So, that was around, like, of course, COVID. But also, like, when I.O. started to close down. So, yeah. I, unfortunately, haven't had the opportunity to go there. But I've heard lovely things about it. Mm-hmm. So, Oh well, but yeah, how'd yeah. the show go? Was it like a variety style? Yeah, show? it was like a it was a sketch show. Like there was like seven performers, and they had like all these like SNL type of skits. Mm-hmm. And then like I was like the opener for them. Oh, so, yeah, work. I got them ready for disappointment. Well, it's not the first time you open for somebody, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. so um, yeah, it won't be the last. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, what about no. you? Uh, it was pretty good. Um, I've been pretty good. I've been somewhat busy with shows, but also just trying to like take some time. I feel like when, at the time of recording this, um, you know, it's like the holiday season. It's really cold outside, and so yeah, you know, nips on hard. The seasonal depression is kicking. You yeah. know, like she's rearing her head again. Um, I actually just found this out. People in Chicago. Um, buy the most vitamin supply of vitamin D through for anybody in the country. <laughs> like le- le- legit. Like I found that out, and I, was I don't like, know. I that. heard vitamin D, and I just I, 
thought of something else. She did. <laughs> of course she did. Like the actual, just, they just like popped the vitamin. Yeah, I so. know. So I guess, I forgot what website it was. I don't know. It was like random mm-hmm. Googling or whatever. And I found out that, um, it might have been Forbes. I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, so they uh, ranked cities based off of, because, you know, like every city gets has their own different climate or temperature or whatever. And it showed that people in Chicago specifically buy the most amount of vitamin D than any like metropolitan city in the entire mm-hmm. United States area. And it's because it gets so cold and cloudy and windy and yeah. a lot of people get sad, you know. Aww. They can't go to Giordano's and get their favorite deepest pizza when they want yeah. to. So. Do you take vitamins? I do take vitamins, yeah. I take vitamin yeah. D3 with K2. Oh. Um, and so, <laughs> the it's specific. Co- the, old, the old combo. Yeah, the, you know, yeah, the two-piece, the, yeah. the, the rock'em sock'em. Um, but yeah, no, so I take that and I take a prebiotic as well, you know. I feel like this is the time to be... Um, to be truthful and honest with our viewers. Yeah. Um, you know, I am somebody that has struggled with, you know, the three worst letters in the alphabet, IBS. <laughs> um, and, you know, I've been told that a pre and a probiotic has been really helpful. And honestly, it's been changed my life. So, yeah, like back in the day when I was like vegan, I was like missing out on like lots of vitamins because like you get most vitamins only from like eating meat pretty much. Like, I think, like, B12 or some shit. Yeah, B12. Um, and iron. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I had, like, a shit ton of iron and B12, like, in my fridge. Um, and there's still it's still there from, like, two years ago. Because, like, I stopped being vegan. I was like, okay, I miss chicken. Wait, when so, were you vegan? Literally, like, two years ago. Like, 2020-ish. How long were you vegan for? A year. So, I, really? no, I think 2019 to 2020. And then after that, I was vegetarian for, like, maybe, like, three months. And okay. then, like, that's when I, like, wanted chicken. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, good for you. I was only vegan for four months. Didn't last. Yeah. And vegan I was a bad or, vegan, vegan too. Vegan or vegetarian? Well, I was vegetarian for two years mm-hmm. in high school. And then, long story short, I got into the hospital for malnutrition because Aww. I wasn't eating. It was very active. Oh, so. poor baby. Yeah. I know. It was a rough <laughs> time. And then... Um, I started being vegetarian again, like two years for two years before I moved here. So mm-hmm. like 2018 to 2020, and then I in the two years of being vegetarian, I was vegan for four months only, and I was a yeah. terrible vegan. Oreos and French fries was everything yeah. I was having because yeah, because Oreos are like accidentally vegan. So. Legit, but it's just like sugar and whatever else yeah. Nestle is doing over there. No, I agree. Oh, and Nabisco. I'm so sorry. Yeah, when I was vegan, like Oreos were like my go-to food, like breakfast, lunch, dinner. <laughs> Is it I mean, okay, wait, 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 okay, wait. But be- uh, before we introduce our guests, can I talk about this? Mm-hmm. Lemon Oreos. What is okay? So my ex got me onto lemon Oreos. I'm gonna ask you about this when we introduce you. But like lemon Oreos, I remember. So my ex got me hooked, like addicted to lemon Oreos, and they lived in Pilsen. That was the only place I could find them. I live mm-hmm. in like the Lakeview Boys Town area. Every single Target, Jewel Osco, Mariano's. For I would say two or three months, never had a lemon Oreo. Were they like limited all. or no? They're just like a flavor that was very popular. I've like, never I, had them. Well, you probably never will yeah. <laughs> because they're like so. <laughs> it's so hard to find them, and I remember for a while I could only find them at this like little like market in Pilsen yeah. where he like he lived in there. Not in not living the market. <laughs> he, but lived like, in the, <laughs> he lived in the Oreo section <laughs> at the, the, the jewel. And so I remember every time I would go see him, he was like, it was almost like we were doing like he was like my like drug dealer before Oreos. Like yeah. I would see him and like he would give me like two packs of lemon Oreos because I would always yeah. talk about how like I I can never find them anywhere in, in my neighborhood at all. So I don't know. I, like, I, I was, any more of that good shit? <laughs> I know. I was like scratching. I was like, oh my god, you got the you got the lemon, you got the lemonos, you got the lemonos. I can't. I don't know. Um, but. 
You know, speaking of things that are like amazing mm. and you know really out here, our guest. Uh, <laughs> yes. That segue. Uh, honestly. Oh my god. Speaking oh, of perfection, our guest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> speaking wow. of things, you know what? Lemon Oreos are very hard to find, but our guests, you can catch them all over. You can catch them performing and producing shows literally all over Chicago. Even here at the Lovely Lincoln Lodge, they are here to talk about all things social media. Please give a round of applause for our lovely and our first guest, Ms. Cassidy Gohenis. I'm giving myself a round of applause. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Also known known as Heavenly Grandpa. Yes, that's me. Oh my gosh. How Um, are you doing today? I am great. Also, I have to say, I think that this, I've never seen the lemon Oreos either. And I'm wondering if it's the kind of thing where like, I used to live in Humboldt Park, which Mm -hmm. is like a very predominantly Puerto Rican neighborhood. And they had different flavors of Pop-Tarts there. Like they had mango pop tarts there, and that Whoa. was the only place I've ever seen mango, mango pop tarts. That's so rare. Yeah, and I, I'm wondering. And the box was in Spanish. It mm. wasn't. In, it was instead of saying like new flavor, it was like nuevo uh, flavor. Uh-huh. Um, Were they I, good? Did you have them? I did not because I'm not a fan of mango. So I was like, really? Yeah, I know. It's yeah. one of my worst flaws. <laughs> I know. I am. Not faultless. We're yeah. learning it here first. You know uh, what? It's okay. Everyone is allowed to have their own opinion and their mm-hmm. own, you know, their own quirks. You yeah. know, we're just, we're just quirky <laughs> people over here at Don't Be Gay LLC. Yeah. <laughs> and the first episode, I was like talking about how I don't like chocolate. I don't so, like chocolate either. Right, it's <gasps> just not that good. Oh, it's, God. I, I like like a couple. Christine, cut the cameras. Things, but... <laughs> <laughs> like Kit Kats are okay every now and then. Oh, Kit Kat like... never, but a Reese's. <laughs> Kit Kat never. <laughs> okay, I can get on band with the Reese's. Yeah, we love Whoever Reese's. came up with the combination of chocolate and peanut butter. It was literally Reese. Wait, what do you mean? The guy, Reese. Reese. Reese's. They're not, it's Reese's. not Reese's like multiple Reese is. It's like it's, it's owned by Reese. Reese. It's Reese apostrophe S. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> No, wait, for real? I never knew this. When yeah. was this? Like I thought it was like Reese's. Wait, wait, wait. So what about Reese's Pieces? Like, was that made by... Those are pe- those are his pieces. Those are his, his pieces, pieces of Reese. <gasps> oh, my God. Wow. We've uncovered a conspiracy here today. Yeah. Honestly, I... D- okay, sorry. No, I didn't know that either, though. Like, I'm kind of shook. I didn't know Reese was like a human. Me neither. Wait, what's his last name? S? Pieces. <laughs> <laughs> cups? <laughs> Imagine. Or it's like Pucks, but then he was like, oh, Reese's Cups, because Pucks, I don't know, oh, whatever. Wow. Now I'm just now I'm just getting crazy. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> thank you for being here thank on so our podcast. Me. Oh my God, I'm so excited. We're so happy to have you. So before we get into everything, so like let the listeners know, give us like a little bit about you. Um, so you are an amazing comedian. You also do sketch, you do improv, you do, you produce shows, you're... You're everything. So just, just give us a little bit of background about you. I don't know what else to say. I have a dog. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. Um, oh, my God. Pop-Tart. Pop-Tart. Oh, oh cute. Yes. Speaking uh, of. Speaking, going back, full circle. <laughs> already did it. We already have the callback. Um, cut there. Uh, I... I also, yeah, I do comedy, I do stand-up, I do improv, I do sketch, I run a lot of shows, um, I help out with a lot of shows, I do, like, posters for a bunch of shows, I do a bunch of gig posters and things like that. Um, I have basically made every aspect of comedy my life, and, uh, you know, I suffer for it. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun, it's fun, it's all enveloping. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know what else to say. No, I remember remember the first time I met you was when I... I did your the Laugh Yard show mm-hmm. right after I moved here, and we have a mutual friend, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Elliot Bromberg. Shout out to Mr. Elliot. Um, and he's in town this week. Yes, I know. We're gonna get dinner with me and 
his girlfriend. I can't wait. I can't wait to meet him. Uh, meet her. Sorry. I wasn't invited. <laughs> <laughs> same. I'm just saying. But aren't you, isn't he on your show? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and so he put us in contact, and I remember the first thing I saw was your Instagram. I love your Instagram name. Me too. Heavenly Grandpa. Mm-hmm. How did you come up with that? <laughs> okay, it's it, it's such a silly story, but um, are, are you familiar with the game Animal Crossing? Yeah, oh, I love it. I love Animal Crossing too, and I was playing it so much during the pandemic, especially mm-hmm. those first couple months of the pandemic, right when it came out. And in the Animal Crossing game, you get this little passport, and you can earn different titles, and it's kind of a mix and match thing. Like you earn one word at a time, and at some point, I earned the words Heavenly and Grandpa, and I thought it was super funny to make my <laughs> title origin. in this children's game, Heavenly Grandpa, and it That's just kind cute. of became my social media presence as yeah. well. So I love um, that. Yeah, that's a really good. I remember. I feel like it's so hard to find like a really good Instagram name that like sticks out with people, but also that people like get. Even if they like don't really like get it, like it's still funny. Like I didn't know like the backstory with Animal Crossing, but I just thought it was like a very funny name. Yeah. I remember my old Instagram name before it. It is now Banksy Two Z's Three Y's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> follow me. Plug plug. Um, it was Sean underscore Galliano at first, and I and like it was one of those things where it was like I thought I was like killing the game. Like I remember because like. Like, so I went to school for fashion merchandising. My favorite fashion designer is John Galliano. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, Sean and John, they rhyme. That'll make sense. Everyone was like, are you from Italy? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, when are you first said the Galliano, I'm like, why? Like, yeah, like, you, and, yeah. And, so I, and I was like, oh, yeah, because, like, John Galliano, like, Sean and John rhyme. And then everybody would be like, okay, work. Anyways, um, so, okay, yeah. Okay, while you're getting blocked. <laughs> I know. And then immediately, it was right before, actually, right before I moved to Chicago, I changed it to the, to Banksy. And it was for a while, I was like, what do I change my Instagram name to? Because I don't know what else to change it to. Mm-hmm. And then One of life's biggest dilemmas. Honestly, truly. why is nobody having that conversation? Yeah. <laughs> One, picking an Instagram name and then changing an yeah. Instagram name. So you've always been heavily grandpa. I know. I was Cassidy Colhassidy for a long time. And <laughs> mm. then the pandemic struck and I found Heavenly Grandpa. And <laughs> like my dad has seen my my social media presence and he was like, oh, you're Heavenly Grandpa because both your grandfathers are dead. And I was like, you know what? That's a great reason. My grandfathers died for this. <laughs> <laughs> for <your> Instagram. <laughs> the doors they opened. Yeah. yeah. Josh, has your Instagram always been? The- no. Um, when I first started Instagram I was like literally like a sophomore in high school right and I was like not even into social media like I just had like maybe like three followers mm-hmm. <laughs> so so cringe um, <laughs> so cringe. <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> me not popular kind of cringe <laughs> all the followers out there listening to this that have three followers right now oh, Josh no, they're, like, they're, yeah, all the bots are going to come for us now oh, like they're, they're going to storm the comments good yeah um, but yeah it was um, Josh and then like three H's and then like an underscore <laughs> and then zero seven one three. It was that's my birthday, July thirteenth. Oh, okay. I was about but to ask. yeah, was it like... was stupid. It's a lot of letters, numbers. Okay. So now it's just the Josh Ham. Mm-hmm. Um, I got that from my favorite drag queen, Gigi Good. The Gigi Good. That's like um, her name. Well, that's so, where you got it from. Yeah. Oh, okay. You. <laughs> She's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I do know. I remember you posted a photo not too long yeah. ago. <laughs> like literally, like two days ago was her birthday, and I like posted a picture of us. So Cassie, like when I met her. Well, yeah. one thing before we really get into the topic, one thing be- you should know about Josh is that you, they are obsessed with drag. <laughs> okay. Drag queens, Perfect. drag performers, everything. And uh, you know Roscoe's uh, mm-hmm. in like the North Hostet area. Yeah. So they have like a lot of like drag racing parts. So the girls on RuPaul Drag Race will come there. Josh has a set spot where yeah. he goes and will like stalk mm-hmm. the girls. So it's like stage right? <laughs> 
I like know the exact tactics and the blueprints <laughs> of like the map. So you go straight right, right? Because that's like the exit. Mm-hmm. And like um, they like come through the exit from outside in the alley to like get on the stage. And so I'm just like waiting like by the door for them to like come out for like the performance. Ooh, so you just like pop out and scare them? Yeah, pretty much. I like grab their wig, just rip that shit off. <laughs> And they're like, you were robbed. <laughs> and like, they went home first. <laughs> and there was like one photo where him and like Gigi Go, who was a contestant on the, the 12th season of Drag yeah. Race, mm-hmm. and like, <laughs> your eyes are cold. They're bulged. Like, bulging out like, of. The sockets were like, gonna come out. I love that. that. I, love that. that. I was just, yeah. I didn't do drugs, I swear. It, it looks really druggy, like my yeah. face. It, 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 it I, I, I drink a, a lot. A good drag show is as euphoric as many drugs. Right. So. Honestly. Especially yeah. if like, your favorite queen is there. It's like, yeah. whoa. Yeah, so like in that moment, like when my eyes were bulging out when I met Gigi, she actually stole something from me, like <gasps> literally. Wait, but I kind of blocked out of my memory because like I thought I think she's perfect oh, and was like it your heart or <laughs> that and also I had like this little Gigi good air freshener right oh, yeah. that I brought and I'm like can you sign it and like she like grabs it and she's like don't you want it and I was like yeah and she like walks out the exit and she like just takes it and so I was wow. like bitch I wanted you to sign it like why would why would I be giving you like your own merch like what <laughs> like she's stupid. <laughs> GJ, <laughs> I hope you're watching, you dumb bitch. Oh my gosh. Wow. We, are, we are just beginning our journey at Don't Be Gay LLC, and you're yeah. already trying to make enemies on the pod. <laughs> I was so upset, though. I'm like, I really oh wanted to, gosh. like, you know. Leave her alone. Well, come, yeah, well, comment below, alone. Gigi, if you if you've seen this, and and Josh is clearly still upset about yeah. what you stole from him. Um, but speaking of even, comments, it's funny because I don't even have a car. It's so like, why did I have the air freshener? It was like a car air, air you freshener. You can stink without a car. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Bars. <laughs> Bars. I have experience. See, see, this is see, this is why you have a really good Twitter. <laughs> oh my gosh. And speaking of, so this is the social media episode, and. I think, so I don't have a Twitter. We've had conversations about this mm-hmm. before. I still haven't made one. I'm so afraid of Twitter. Um, so let, let's talk about it. Okay, so I'm like a big like Instagram person. Um, I'm still learning like TikTok and stuff. Um, but like you're really active on Twitter. So mm-hmm. like, I don't know. So first of all, before we get into that, what's everyone's favorite social media app to use in general? Um, Spotify. Okay. Is that really social media? <laughs> no. Um, but like the Spotify rap was like just a thing that everyone posted. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but Instagram for sure. Instagram. I was gonna say I feel like it depends on what I'm using it for. Mm-hmm. Um, because like if you're just asking like what my favorite in general is, what I would spend the most time on, then it's Twitter. Okay. But like Twitter is not the best for like promoting shows and stuff like that. Instagram is a lot better for things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Um, it really depends on like the utility that we're discussing when I say favorite. But Twitter is like my home. I feel that. Yeah. Okay. Is that so? Wait, did you so you had Instagram first and then started mainly on Twitter, or like how did it? Yeah. So I I started my Twitter in 2012, but I didn't tweet until 2019. Really? <laughs> yeah. So you just like wait? Were you are were you like just like on Twitter like reading everybody else's tweets? No, I like, like created an account and I tweeted like two or three times when I was like uh I was it's 2012, so I was mm-hmm. like a so- like freshman or sophomore in college, and I like 
blasted off a handful of very stupid tweets and then I just left it alone for, you know, yeah. seven years and just forgot about it. And then one day when I started, I just, I started doing comedy in 2019. And whenever I was starting to do comedy, someone told me, they were like, hey, like you're pretty, like you're good at comedy. You should mm-hmm. have an online presence because it'll help you. And I was like, oh, I have Instagram. And they're like, no, no, no. Like comedians need to use Twitter. That's how like comedy communities mm-hmm. across the country like interact and stuff Mm -hmm. and so I started tweeting more in 2019 and um, I like I had like 30 followers at the beginning of 2019 cringe I know it was so embarrassing now first it was three people now it was people with 30 followers like and it was like all people that I went to high school with and stuff like that and so it was not like it wasn't um like it, a, was, it wasn't like your audience that you wanted. Like, right. And it was lofty for me to imagine that Twitter would become something that like benefited my career in any way. But I I was like, OK, well, I can just like throw jokes here to the ether and then mm-hmm. they just exist. And eventually they like kind of started to catch steam and stuff like that. And so. Yeah. 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 Like it's a real Twitter is like a really good place to like network with a lot of comedians because you've met like a lot of comedians yeah, through Twitter. Yeah. I've correct? met some of my like best who? friends and mm-hmm. some. Well, uh, there are a lot of friends that I have in New mm-hmm. York and in Los Angeles that I wouldn't know without Twitter. Yeah. And um, some of my like favorite people who are doing comedy right now, like I, I feel very lucky to be able to call like Niles Abstin, one of my friends. Oh, and, like, so funny. And mm-hmm. we have friends in New York, like uh, my friend Tony Ferraro, who does a uh, sketch in New York. Uh, mm-hmm. with 24-Hour Kiss Club and um, my friend Yamini Nembimadam mm-hmm. uh, in Los Angeles and Gorgeous. she's like a phenomenal comedian out there and it's so great to have those connections mm-hmm. not just because like I've been able to build like really lovely friendships with these people but because like whenever they come to Chicago I can help them get stage yeah. time and whenever I go to New York or Los Angeles I can work with them on projects and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they can help me find shows and stuff so yeah. it's 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 really great for building community i think mm-hmm. twitter can be and um yeah because like without social media like you wouldn't even like know them so it's like yeah exactly cool that, that yeah. like helps for sure it's it's really the most um like the most communicable of the social media networks to me in terms of like how you can meet new people and network with them and like it's all text-based so you're having real conversations and stuff like that Mm -hmm. it's nice and you just get like thrown into group chats sometimes with people like group (laughs) chats are a huge part of Twitter and like you just kind of get thrown into those and that's how you meet like different comedians and stuff and Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know it's fun like a Twitter circle or something I don't have Twitter so like I don't know but I heard about it yeah Twitter circles exist that's like a it's like your close friends on Instagram kind mm, of okay. where like if you have a Twitter circle and you post to your circle like only specific followers of yours can see it if you Ooh. select them so okay yeah cool. exclusive yeah <laughs> the exclusivity yeah nice. oh god yeah and so I feel like especially with like any kind of like content created creation there's always like the next level that you can take it and so I feel like like for instance like t- the two of us are like we do not have Twitter mm-hmm. and so a lot of times I feel like we look for alternative routes so like I kind of oh god I'm dating myself now oh, I use a lot of Facebook and this really mm. only for comedy it's like a good place to like post about shows that's well, honestly when I first moved to Chicago that's how I found out about like open mics and that's how yeah. I found out about like a lot of different yeah, things yeah cause like here at the lovely Lincoln Lodge <laughs> they post <laughs> they, do, yes. they post all their open mics and stuff talk so about a helpful. throwback yeah. I remember in the well in the beginning of the pandemic the no open mics were happening so you have to you used to have to sign up through 
a Facebook Google Doc mm-hmm. to sign up for the Lincoln Lodge open yeah. mics and for like a lot of different open mics. And That's then, what I did for Comedy Bar. Like that was like my first place mm-hmm. I consistently performed at, like for open mics when I first started, like maybe like a year ago. Oh my god, I half. remember the Comedy Bar yeah. online sign up and having yes. uh, like you have to like they, be on it. I was like yeah. I would set an alarm for eleven forty five p.m. and oh, I would god. like yeah. sit there at my laptop for fifteen minutes and I would have a little mm-hmm. clock on my I would like have a screen that was just a second clock yeah. countdown timer <laughs> and uh-huh. the second that the clock hit midnight I would be refreshing that comedy bar page yeah. so that I could get on that list yeah I had like a little hack like um, let's say like they have like the the thing on Monday like they post like the open mic sign up mm-hmm. let's say like I'm not doing it on a Monday I'm doing it on Tuesday I like save that Monday page and then I refresh it like when it like becomes Tuesday and like it oh, goes yeah. to Tuesday mm-hmm. so like, that was like a cheat because like no one really did that except oh. for me and so, like, the, yeah, the same um, the same sheet would be, like, the whole week, but they would, like, just change, like, Monday, Tuesday. Sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, okay. I would, I would perform, work like, arounds. four days a week there, like, wow. just for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember there was one point. So, I used to be, so I was an intern. That's how I kind of got started meeting people and stuff in comedy, like, uh, in 2021. Mm-hmm. So, I was an intern at the comedy bar. Internship was great, allowed me to network. But I remember there was one point where the they had to stop doing the online, like, waiting till midnight thing because it got hacked. <laughs> near the that, end that near was the, me the, yeah it was exactly it was like little things like that were happening so it got hacked and so they had to stop so then they started posting it randomly throughout the days mm-hmm. so I remember that so they had like the midnight and then they started posting it just like randomly so it was kind of like a first come first serve and then now they didn't do that of course but mm-hmm. yeah I remember seeing people come there and like luckily I was an intern so like a lot of times I could just like ask I was like if you can ask him on the open yeah. please I didn't even but ask I, I would remember, just like literally go up on stage <laughs> you just you just I would take the mic from the host and be like okay my turn the comedy <laughs> bar is Josh's personal yeah. January yeah. I was going to say yeah you, you would just storm you know <laughs> yeah freedom of speech right <laughs> do what you want to do yeah literally incredible Oh my gosh! But um, so speaking speaking of storming things, so if I'm not cur- if I'm not wrong, you were featured on Bustle, correct? Oh my god! I have I don't know. Was I? <laughs> yes. I really I, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. I was about to ask you because I remember I saw that because I followed them on Instagram and I was like. Oh yeah, they've posted some of my tweets. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so like, so you didn't know that they were gonna do that? No, that's no. So cool. That's like, that's one of the things about Twitter. That's like, it's kind of fun, but also kind of terrifying. Is that if you're posting publicly, people, if they, if a tweet just resonates with them, and you have no idea what will and what won't, but if a tweet resonates with someone, they will just like take it and then yeah. post it on every other social media, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they'll leave your name and face on it. And it's yeah. like my my dad has sent me screenshots of like his friends sharing tweets on Facebook and it'll be like, is this you? <laughs> and yeah, yeah, Bustle cool. shared one of my tweets. I didn't remember which one it was. Mm. I don't remember either. I think it might have been the one about being a renaissance woman. It was like, um, I'm a renaissance woman and that I'm nude laying down and I have a chubby little tummy. <laughs> I think God. that was the one. But How does that feel to kind of just like put your, and in a way like your, I guess, art and like how you're feeling, your thoughts, your your ideas into the world and just being like oh my gosh like they think this is funny and then like Mm -hmm. just kind of being put out there on such a platform like how does that feel oh my god it's not always that they think it's funny i'll tell you that sometimes i've gone viral for good reasons and for bad reasons yeah like hate comments type of shit oh yeah i had this one tweet that is one of my most viral tweets ever and it wasn't a joke or anything it was just that (laughs) it was just me being very sad during my job search that i was doing a couple years ago and Mm -hmm. i i remember saying i've applied to I think at that point I was applying to like my 400th job or something and I was like and I have not 
I was like, my biggest regret in life is getting a master's degree. And it went so viral. It went so viral that I got like interviewed by Newsweek about it. Oh my and gosh. like, it became this whole thing where it was like, uh, like ex grad student regrets her degree goes viral on Twitter. And then it was like a big study about like the jobs declining in the US and stuff yeah. and how like nobody yeah. was hiring people with advanced degrees and things like that. And you didn't like think it. any of that was going to happen. You I just had like, no literally idea. just sang your mind. I was literally so. just sad. I was like, I'm just going to be <laughs> sad on the internet for a minute just let me but be <laughs> all the replies to it were like fuck you like you shouldn't have gotten a ma- like you got a stupid masters this is your fault like you're the one that got this degree like mm. like you have to live with your mistakes and da, 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 da. and it was like oh my god i didn't i didn't yeah. say i deserved anything i'm right. just saying that i've applied to 400 jobs yeah like that's so weird because like we can all can relate to just like being so tired of just like applying and just oh like, like god, it's yeah. so hard to find a job and yeah. it's like exhausting to have to keep interviewing and mm-hmm. selling yourself and stuff like that so that seems yeah so odd that people would take that such out of yeah, yeah. like literally like it. after i quit starbucks like i applied to so many jobs and i like i didn't hear back for like maybe three months mm-hmm. and so yeah i was jobless for three months i had uber eats so that was pretty fun wait you wait you i did uber eats. eats yeah for the you, summer wait, it was nice out so i was like why not you biked because you know I, oh wait there's a walking uh, you walked yeah, and took people's option. food oh my god yeah, if i is, had someone deliver my uber eats by walking i would feel so bad that's what myself. i'm saying i'm like that just <laughs> they always like, hit me a lot for that reason i would so. feel like you could, could literally walk yeah. this i could have literally walked that's what yeah. i was saying like i was like i was like oh i don't want to do cars like no i just no, walked like, here i was like yeah what no all like the orders like from like um what is it hotels downtown and it's like a two-minute walk from the restaurant so i'm like you could literally just go down the stairs on the elevator and just get it and so i was getting like good money from it too so I mean, honestly, nice. I would leave a better tip if I know that the person who walked yeah. there to give me my. That's food. an embarrassment yeah. tip. That's a. I'm tipping you this much <laughs> so like, that you don't that, tell somebody. Yeah. It's a pity that you tip. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a pity. it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Do you do you want yeah. some water? It was, it was probably like, especially yeah. if it was in the summertime. Like, do you want some water? Like, coming up some tea. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, actually, you ordered the drink, but you actually yeah. you can keep the drink. You probably need it more <laughs> than I do. I'm at home with air conditioning. <laughs> like, yeah. oh my gosh, I. I was going to say, so I know you and I both have had like moments as well as like going viral and then not being like a negative and that and going mm-hmm. negative and like that is not funny. <laughs> no. that, that's happened yeah. to me twice. Yeah. Um, what were yours? So the first time, so when I moved here, I used to be like a freelance writer for a Chicago film blog, but also I used to like write on Medium. And so I was like working with like smaller blogs and I remember I wrote, um, I, it was like an article talking about how like being like black and queer is not fun going to to, like pride festivals because it feels a lot of exclusionary because a lot of like pride festivals are like dominated by like white cis men that are gay mm-hmm. and uh, I remember like writing writing about it and just essentially just like sharing my experience as like being like a person of color at queer events and like kind of like feeling like not like when you're like we've talked about this before but like I feel like a lot of times like when you're like black and queer um, like you're kind of stereotyped to be like either the most like like the femme queen at like the ball voguing doing drag etc <laughs> yeah. or you're like like the Tens dom across the board exactly <laughs> or you're like the dom daddy and like I was talking about how like I'm not yeah. neither really that kind of in the middle etc and like so many people like hated it they were just like oh my god the internalized homophobia is coming out and like but you hate though? gay people and I was like I'm not saying I hate gay people I'm just saying that like this is like my experience 
experience and I'm just I'm not and I was not bashing like anyone I was just saying like you know it's kind of hard for me to navigate like you're just like literally just explaining I'm not like a fit I'm not I'm not I'm also it's more like an aesthetic thing it had to do with my race but it's more like aesthetic because I'm not like a fit muscle gay that wants to go out in like a speedo and like a rainbow flag and I was more (laughs) yeah so that was one and so yeah so and I remember I had to I had to get like interviewed for by medium through the podcast network about like so this kind of went off (laughs) like this was kind of like a lot of people commented on this had a lot to say how did that feel about you and I was kind of like I did not expect this like it was just like something I was asked to write about it was 2020 pride was canceled and I was like reflecting on pride experiences so I did not expect that and then the second was when I started doing TikTok the first video I posted on TikTok (laughs) was a stand-up comedy clip of me at the Laugh Factory and I have like a joke where I was Mm -hmm. like if you can't have my voice I do date men that are white (laughs) like etc oh I think I've seen that one on Instagram right Uh uh-huh I posted it on Instagram and like it did find an Instagram that posted on TikTok oh I think in two days it had like 25,000 views and so like the first week everyone was like oh it's so funny this is so great and then like for another whole week later it was people dragging me (laughs) saying like people stitching the video being like not 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 the black gays (laughs) who only date white guys or or not the not not the self-hatred of like black men and etc and I was like oh my gosh and that was my first TikTok video and I was like good first experience what a welcome to the it was and and that's kind of why I was saying before I was like I'm still gonna use the TikTok because the first my first thing i did not expect this video to go viral and people to stitch it and stuff and so yeah that didn't feel good and so it made yeah. me realize that people have a lot of um a lot of a uh, courage when they have a keyboard and a screen so mm-hmm. yeah um and it's also people that like they would never say that stuff to you in person so no, i also and like my boyfriend at the time like he remember uh, he told me he was just like they're not going to say this to you in person mm-hmm. because they also wouldn't do this in person. Like what you're doing. Yeah, and they look so deep into it, like what you just said, like what they were saying. Like, right. And it's all, and yeah. like also, it was an eight minute set that I did at the Laugh Factory. And that was, was like literally a like, 30 yeah. second clip. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, of course, everything is taken out of context when there is no context. And so I always had to remember that because I remember feeling really bad about myself. And I was like, oh, oh. So. Yeah, people on the internet are very good at making you feel the worst things yeah, that you it's can so feel. Weird. It's annoying. Gosh. They they look like deep into like what the post is and it's like it's not that deep. It's when like I everyone it. on the internet is like, in middle school. Like they mm-hmm. lack empathy and they are just like it's very weird. able to fine tune, like pinpoint exactly yeah. what you don't want to hear. For a second it's just like put your phone down and just relax. And like they're mad at you for having an opinion, but they can they feel free to say their negative opinion. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we like you, we all can say what we want on social media and it's like, okay, well we're just stating our our experiences and our stories. But then, like, they can feel the need to share their opinion that is mostly mm-hmm. negative, and yeah. and an opinion that's not really based off of a story; it's just based off of a, a an emotion. So I don't know. I always tell people it's just like if you don't like somebody, you don't have to look at them. You don't have to follow them. You don't have to say anything. You could just be like, <laughs> you don't have to look at them. you could you could just scroll and be like, mm, that wasn't that funny. Yeah. Keep scrolling. Mm-hmm. Keep mm-hmm. it to yourself. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it's even harder now because I mean, I mean, this might be like older by the time this comes out, but like. Elon Musk on Twitter. I'm so sorry. Oh, you mean daddy? Oh, God. my daddy? That's my daddy. Daddy chill. Daddy chill. Daddy more bucks. (laughs) Love him so much. Oh, my God. Let's let's talk about him. Let's talk about my dad. Oh, God. Yeah. Like the the, the dad that keeps on giving and taking. Heavenly father. (laughs) That's true. true. Heavenly father, son, and the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean... Okay, I have a lot of it. (laughs) I know, right? I was like, I have to take a sip on that. So, (laughs) the amount of money that this man, I mean, Elon Musk, 
I uh, never never liked him from the beginning. I remember my first like okay controversial take. Oh, I know unpopular opinion. <laughs> oh my god, unpopular opinion. Elon Musk is just I don't really care for him. Um, the amount of money that that man not only has but also spends on the most lucrative outlandish things um it's wild uh he bought it for 44 million dollars correct 44 billion baby billion oh, oh i am so sorry see i'm, I'm gonna cancel on twitter i like, don't even have what? a twitter and they're gonna come for <laughs> me so stupid and just like it's, so many things have spiraled since him buying twitter did you saw that the n-word went was trending i would oh say God. the week after he bought twitter uh, I did not see that, but Neither. I believe it. I have yeah. honestly used Twitter the least since he purchased it yep. that I have, like, since 2019. Like, I was using Twitter for, like, hours every day before Elon Musk bought it. And Elon Musk bought it, and there has been such an immediately visible difference in the in the app and, like, mm-hmm. the people on it. And mm-hmm. I have not been going on it. I just, like, I literally just, like, if I have a thought that I think is funny, I send it out into the little tweet ether, and I turn it off now I don't even really look at it that much anymore which bums me out because it was something that meant a lot to me and that I like yeah. really cared about uh, but yeah he has impressively fucked up yeah. <laughs> the whole situation so like I don't get it it's so like, like he's not moder- monitoring like enough cause like people are just like getting away with saying like a lot of like bad things now that he has it. Well, more people feel emboldened to come out and say what they want to say, similar to like when Trump got into office. Mm. Um, a lot of people felt more emboldened to go into the street and say all like the terrible homophobic racism, the list goes on and on yeah. type of shit. So the fact that Elon Musk has essentially bought, I would probably say the most popular social media kind of like connected mm-hmm. app is kind of emboldened a lot of people. Yeah. Like I was saying, like the N-word going viral. Yeah, I read like an article literally last week and like hate speech against um, black people, gay people, and women like went way up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So Well, because they're like, oh, well, he owns it now, so we can kind of do whatever we want, yeah. you know? That's kind of like, like if <laughs> that's kind of like if you're like a child and like your mom buys you something, it's like, well, okay, well, I mean, she gave it to me and I can do it now, so I can do whatever I want to do with it. I get whatever, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like that kind of situation. And um, I mean, yeah. <sighs> it's just. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really you know. Making, yeah. So. I love how insane the sequence of events is that like led to him purchasing Twitter. And it's like a few months ago he tweeted about like he tweeted like a vaguely transphobic opinion or something and Mm -hmm. then his wife left him and then now Grimes and Chelsea Manning are together and because that news happened and then like literally the week that news came out was when he was like fuck it I'm buying Twitter Elon Musk with Grimes is such a weird couple though like right yeah I mean (laughs) yeah isn't like the age gap big like I feel. I feel like that's not the weirdest part of well, it. Well, yeah, just in general. <laughs> There's so many weird parts yeah. about it. Like yeah. this is this is like the literal like personification of too much time, too much money. Yes. Like like there are so many different ways that I mean, if he was a reasonable person, he could have used that money for mm-hmm. plenty of other things that could have helped the world. But then he <laughs> yeah. said he wanted to do this. I and he also I just feel like in general, he's just not someone that I think of having like a really good Twitter. Like just taking like all of that. Like I remember he like when he hosted SNL, him t- having a Twitter beef with the cast members of yeah. SNL. Did he had no idea? Yeah, because well, because he tw- he tweeted about him hosting SNL, mm-hmm. and then like a lot of people on Twitter were like, okay, we're not gonna watch that. And, and then he was like, well, they're lucky to have me, etc. And then he tweeted something about it. Uh, he was like, remember, I'm hosting SNL. You guys better watch it. And then like Bowen Yang retweeted and was like. 
they know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, he says something along the lines of, like, oh, you weren't even the funniest one, et cetera, et cetera. And so he's like, not you Twitter beefing with the, like, it was just, like, a mess of a person. Pretty childish. He's, like, yeah. the King Midas of turning everything he touches into just, like, a bag of flaming dicks. Like, uh-huh. he's the worst. Everything he touches is turned to garbage immediately, and all of his projects fail magnificently. And I think mm-hmm. that's the most fun thing about Elon Musk, is watching him fail up upwards constantly because mm-hmm. even though he's going upwards it's always on a path of failure it is and i mean if we have to live with this reality where the richest man in the world is like an insufferable prick billionaire like at least he's hilariously taking l's the whole mm-hmm. time that he's doing it <laughs> yeah so now that you don't use like twitter as much like do you think you're like gonna like switch to like instagram maybe yeah i've been just, trying to know. focus on instagram more mm-hmm. um i like I've always struggled with Instagram because I'm not a person who really like, I don't, now Instagram is more of a video based medium. So that's even harder for me because I'm not, yeah, yeah. yeah. Instagram reels have like really kind of taken over the Instagram Mm -hmm. algorithm. And I've never, it's never been my forte to make video content. So that's a struggle that I have right now. But also like I have generally like always struggled with my appearance and not Mm -hmm. liking the way that I look and stuff and since it's always been a visual medium it's always been kind of hard for me to get past that barrier of entry Mm -hmm. where like I feel very weird posting photos of myself and I feel kind of like even weirder posting photos of other people because it's like I I don't know. It's like people are looking at my Instagram page. Why are they seeing like yeah. a thousand other people? Yeah, I could so relate to that. Actually. Yeah, and it's like yeah. it's just it's so it's like such a minefield mm-hmm. of uh, emotional things for me to navigate to try and get into this mindset of Instagram. But I am yeah. trying, and yeah. I I think it'll be a struggle, but I will persist. Yeah, my Instagram journey kind of started like when the pandemic started, pretty much. Um, I got, like, super into fashion because of Gigi Good. Literally, like, because, uh, no, like, actually, like, she, like, inspired no, I I my you. fashion, I feel. Like, before, I didn't think, like, you could, like, wear things and, like, it's a way of expression. But, like, it's literally, like, um, your personality. And it's, like, just a form of, like, an outlet to express that. Mm-hmm. And, like, I guess she, like, showed me that. And so, I guess, like, I, I did, like, a lot of, like, photo shoots with, like, really eccentric outfits on Instagram, like, 2020 until, like, last year, maybe. I remember. Yeah. I remember. Like lots of like weird outfits. I actually did this one before, like last it's year. A really nice outfit. Oh, yeah. thanks. Yeah, mm-hmm. I. I mean, I very much relate to you on that. I feel like that's also kind of what and like. It, I feel like social media has like a, like a way of turning your self image on you because you see what other people are doing and it makes it kind of seem somewhat easier, mm-hmm. um, especially with like with influencers oh, yeah. and like like social media famous type people if they want to call themselves influencers, content creators, etc. And so it almost feels like, especially us being you know comedians, creators people that want to be in entertainment there's almost like a like a level of like aesthetic that we feel like we put on ourselves to put on like josh you were saying about like posting centric outfits and you know like especially with instagram like it is like a it is a visually based one so it feels Mm -hmm. like oh i you almost feel like i mean i don't know if you can relate to this but i feel like a lot of times i have to tell myself i need to look better so Mm -hmm. that like I do better on social media. Yes, absolutely. All the time. And I like I that's I I really make a big part of my performance identity, mm-hmm. the way that I look and the Me way too. that I dress. Like, and the like, fashion definitely helps like yes. mm-hmm. the personality like on stage, I feel. Yeah, I feel like it really mm-hmm. boosts my confidence, but it's not just the confidence boost that I get from it that motivates me to do it. It's also the like I have to visually stand out. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if there are photos of me doing comedy in outfits that are 
like outlandish or yeah. like more fashionable than like what generally people are wearing on stage. Like so many people I'm so envious of because <laughs> they can just get on stage in clothes that they're comfortable in. And I yeah. love that. I wish that could be me, but I mm-hmm. feel like I, the whole time I'm performing when I'm dressed comfortably, I'm freaking out yeah. <laughs> and I do not feel at ease. If I'm not wearing an outfit that I don't feel like is like popping, then I feel like I can't do like open mic that night. Like I gotta go back home yeah. and change yeah. or something. Yeah. And know? I've made that such a part of my identity now. And it's just like, it's so hard to escape those thought cycles because it is constantly me saying like, I need to look better in case there's a camera around. Mm-hmm. I can't just like be who I am and look the way that I look. Like I need to have a face full of makeup if I think there's gonna be a camera somewhere or I think that like mm-hmm. I might want a clip of my set that night or something like that. Like I have to look the part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's all because social media has like trained me to think that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much same, yeah. Well, I've seen the constellation. I feel like every time I see you, you're always turning a look. Mm-hmm. So well, that's very like, even today, yeah, that's <laughs> Says something about like your sweater being like this sweater yeah. really pops. Oh, it's thank like, you. Yeah. So I mean, I understand like I'm. I, we all struggle with self image, but like if it means anything, you always turn to look. And also oh. on Instagram too, like you posting your stories at work. I feel like I'd be trying. I used to do that at time at work. I'd be post like stuff on Instagram and like Insta stories about my work outfits. But then I started to get lazy. But like you, you were like Fritz, you posted like all pink thing with like a pink coat like not too long ago. And I was like, you better work. <laughs> you better work. Oh my gosh. Okay, so. Before we close out this podcast, mm-hmm. we have our weekly segment that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Say with me, Josh, titled <coughs> "What, what the, the Heck." <laughs> so it's this segment where we just drag straight people, heterosexual people, um, for what they've done to us this week. Um, Josh, would you like what? to start? I don't even, or I don't think this I have week, one. or in general? I can't think of straight people doing bad things to me. Oh wow, wow! So you're an ally now. <laughs> that's, that's so rare. <laughs> that's what you're saying. Yeah, I don't go out much, so okay. there's no straight people around me. <laughs> well, I can say something that I've happened. Yeah. Um. So I work, unfortunately, I work retail, mm-hmm. and I remember. So our boss this week was out sick, and um, this this woman came in, um, a Karen esque style woman, you know, business in the front, after party in the back, um, and she was mad about a return that she had to make online. Um, for her husband um, this is how I know she was my hetero <laughs> um, and she came in already ready with an attitude ready to fight mm-hmm. and so then she was like I need to make a return etc cetera, etc cetera. I was like okay cool that works like I'll take care of you and then uh, it was like past due etc I was gonna I was gonna like let it go anyway because I don't care about my job it is what it is don't listen to this um, <laughs> everyone at work um, and so immediately she said who can I I need to speak to the manager and I was the manager on duty so I said you're I was like oh yeah I am the manager it's like that one meme let me get him I know (laughs) yeah I was like I was like be right back (laughs) do a little spin and it was me reveal Um, and then she looks at me and she was like you're the manager and I was like why does that shock you? You have a husband? Who would want to deal with you? Like, what? Like, with this attitude. Um, and so that really annoyed me because it was, one, it was a microaggression because I don't think mm-hmm. she, she would have said something if I was white. Um, and two, I don't understand. I mean, it's the holiday season, but y'all should know better coming in here doing that shit. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we said yeah. 30 days. So you got 30 seconds to leave. <laughs> So, so that's so that's my you know. I just want to voice. Yeah, that. I can relate to that actually. Like, I used to work retail um, at Kohl's, and so I did customer service every now and then. Mm-hmm. And it was like a lot of like just annoying ass people, and like it was like towards like um, almost the suburbs, pretty much. So like it was like even worse, mm-hmm. you know. So very much that vibe. Mm-hmm. 
but worse because yeah, they're from the suburbs. So. Yeah, I'm sure they get mad about that Coles cast, bitch. They really do. <laughs> sure they would. That's better than like real cast to them. I so. guess so. Okay, so I did the most heterosexual thing possible this morning, and I went to the Christ Kindle Marked. Uh, Wait, the what? The Christ Kindle Yeah, that Marked. thing. It's at Wrigley, right? It's well, no. There's one at Wrigley. There's one downtown. It's like Ooh. a little Christmas market. It's mm-hmm. very German. It's very hetero. Um, <laughs> it's like all of the families go and they get drunk for like fifty dollars on one cup of glühwein and like all kinds of stuff it's so german Um, (laughs) it's so german uh but i waited in line for fucking gingerbread in this little place called the sweets castle for like 20 minutes and uh this very annoying older woman and her husband cut me in line Mm. and that is I've had a good week because that's the worst thing that a heterosexual person has done to me this week. But I will say it really set me off. And I was like, here in this Christmas market, you're going to set me off right now. (laughs) I will go full fucking naughty list on you. (laughs) Not in the season of giving. In a heartbeat. Yeah, (laughs) I'm so sorry to hear that. Well, at least that's the worst thing that's happened. It's true. It's true. How was the gingerbread at least? Was it good? Was it worth worth getting cut? Was it 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 worth the best spot behind? It wasn't worth me almost cutting her. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. You heard her folks. Don't cut her in line because they will cut you. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's true. Well, <laughs> thank you so much, Cassie, for being so here. Thank you. Me. Y'all and are so much fun. Yeah, I appreciate the too. time. You're so fun. Do you want to let the listeners know anything that's going on, your social media, things that you want to plug? Sure. So I'm Heavenly Grandpa on all social medias. Um, I have a show at the lovely Lincoln Lodge. Uh, it is the third Saturday of every month. It's called The Laugh Yard. You've been on it a couple times. I have times. been on it a yes. couple of uh, times. I've seen the flyer a couple of times. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, yeah, I've, you in. yeah, I've done the um, layoff. Uh, sorry, Honestly, y'all, the Laugh Yard mm-hmm. is such a good show. Every single time I've done it, it's it so funny. Cute. I remember we, we did it in your backyard mm-hmm. originally, and now it's here at the lovely Lincoln Lodge. So mm-hmm. definitely come to the show. It's always a fun lineup. And then I have a huge show happening on January 5th. Will this Ooh. be out by then? Should I plug it? This will probably come out after that. Okay. Just like a well, week after. I will, have a, I will have had a huge show on January 5th when you're listening <laughs> to this. And just so you know, it's going to be the greatest comedy event of the mm-hmm. year. And if you missed it, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you're gonna have, it. but you're gonna have so much more in the yeah, year. Yeah, so yeah. definitely check them out on Instagram. Follow mm-hmm. them on all social medias, and don't forget to follow us on social medias as well. Follow mm-hmm. me, Sean Banks, at Banksy on Instagram. B A N K two Z's three Y's. And follow me, Josh Ham, at the Josh Ham. If you have good taste on Instagram. Yeah, and yeah. if and if you have terrible taste, follow us on the Don't Be Gay <laughs> podcast, <laughs> Instagram, and TikTok, where you know we have no taste and plenty of white claws. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And also, don't forget to follow the Lincoln Lodge mm-hmm. at the Lincoln Lodge mm-hmm. on Instagram. And is wait, do you have a Facebook? Do you have a Facebook or Twitter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So follow follow the Lincoln Lodge on all social medias, Facebook and Twitter. Um, and again, as we always say, remember, don't be gay. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Don't be gay. (laughs) (laughs) One hour later. One hour later. (laughs) Don't be gay. Oh, yeah. Don't be gay. You heard us. Don't.